Fantasy Fam. This is Sven, your host, coming at you, accompanied by my brother. What's up, brother? Yeah, what's up, brother? Excited? Football? Talk some football tonight? Three weeks in the books, man. I'm ready for week four. Week three behind us, but you know what's unfortunately not behind us? COVID. And with that comes rescheduling of games, Tennessee and the Steelers. Uh, they're going to play week seven. We got the first case, week three. Kind of, I'm kind of shocked, actually, that it took this long. Yeah, honestly, I think, I think teams may have gotten a little complacent. Honestly, I'm not saying that the Titans are Steelers, but I think like the Raiders, they, they were seen at a party not wearing masks. I mean, let, I don't want to get too into it, honestly, but maybe it's better that this happened now and hopefully it doesn't get out of control because they can figure a few things out. My favorite response of this entire thing was Mike Tomlin when they asked him, how do you feel about having your bye week so early now and you're going to be playing for 13 weeks in a row? And he said, we don't care. Love it. Love it. That is going to be a lot, though. That really is going to be a lot. Like, I would, I would hope the NFL would try to figure something out. I was uh, talking to some friends the, uh, yesterday about it. Just maybe flexing them to, like, a Thursday night game and then the week after, like, a Monday night, you know? Like, yes, they would have a shorter week for one week, but it would give them a nice little rest until that Monday night, you know, almost like a week and a half. So just food for thought, anyone from the NFL, if you're listening. Just Extra day's rest. Throw, I mean, throw that out work. there. So they're, so they're going to play week seven, right? Uh, they're going to change the buys around. Now, naturally, a lot of people are freaking out on Twitter. My response to you is, and you may hate me for this, but I don't feel bad. It's a bye week. It's literally a bye week. Like that's exactly what it is. It's just a lot yeah. earlier in the season than what we're, so if you're crying on Twitter, yes, it's – I understand you can cry about the rules and if they're labeled as COVID and, you know, the, the, those rules is that. But as far as depth and injuries and all of this goes, if you didn't draft well, then that, you're probably that person complaining. So I'm sorry. Plus you found out <laughs> earlier in the week so exactly. you could have made corresponding moves. Exactly. Some of my leagues – one of my leagues, this is crazy. There was literally – as soon as the game – was potentially being postponed there there was a vote out to the league to potentially cancel the league or move forward i couldn't believe it it was a unanimous continuation of of what we're doing right now but i i was flabbergasted i couldn't believe that it was even an option to just cancel the entire league everyone you know gets their cash back but this this could be a situation where like in those oldie time cartoons with like the cloud where they're fighting inside that cloud and they just bring everything in with them, uh, everything they pass, like that could be this for the NFL. Like we don't know. Nobody's mentioned anything about the Vikings yet either. I mean, they, cause they played the Vikings, right? So. Nothing happened so far. Right. I no mean, positive tests, which is good, but we. What's, what's crazy too, though, actually, which makes this somewhat easier, the flexibility of not having fans because they don't have to worry about the, the tickets, the ticket sales and how they're going to reimburse fans or if they're going to move the ticket. So I think they got, they have that on their side at least. One less thing, one less thing to worry about as far as Gum said, you know, that's good. One, one last, last thing, thing, right? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> uh, Thursday night football. Let's, let's talk a little bit about Thursday night football. I know it's do interesting, but there was, there's some fantasy <laughs> implications of, from last night. Is Sam Darnold maybe a starter Denver's defense isn't what it used to be they still have some weapons no Von Miller but they do have Chubb who is an absolute animal uh MG3 we knew I don't know why people are surprised I I mean if he's given the opportunity he is a very talented running back he just has a lot going on up up in his head uh Jerry Judy I couldn't believe that that catch Uh, I'm I'm still like amazed at 
that cornerback, I would have benched him. I was thrown right at him. Like, it was literally right in his numbers. And Jerry Judy just goes. It was like hovering on his, <laughs> in his shoulder pad for a second, and he just scooped it up. It was, I mean, it was an atrocious play by the defense. He like, definitely should be benched. Like, would you say that it was like a good play by Jerry or like a bad play by like that, that cornerback? Combination, though, you know, good hand-eye by Judy because he was in the air, right? Coming down as, is, he, as he ripped the football away and then turned around and scored a pretty easy touchdown. So That is true. Uh, Jameson Crowder back. Sam Darnold's happy about that. Ten targets, seven catches, 104 yards, 17 fantasy points. So I think that he is definitely – if he's healthy, I think he's definitely a must-start. Wide receiver three, at least – Appears appearingly so, so far. Yeah. PPR, I mean, he's, he's been throwing to him whenever he's on the field, so that's good. Uh, Noah Fant, six targets, five catches, 35 yards, eight points. Didn't he get hurt, though, too? But I think they're saying it's not too serious, so that's good. Minor ankle injury, I think. For all of you Noah owners out there. Uh, the interesting one that I actually want to touch up a little bit more on is Tim Patrick. Do you see him as a viable fantasy option now? The past two weeks, he's actually scored double digits. This week – he scored 23 points. He had seven targets, six catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. The question is, who's the quarterback? And Hamler actually got hurt in that game, which I think opened up some more opportunity for him. And Deshaun was also out there, too. The Jets, you know what I mean? But it depends if Drew Locke comes back or not. And then I think pass distribution is going to be completely completely changed or swayed in, in a different player's direction. I mean, he looked good, though, and that touchdown catch that he had – it was off the fingertips of the safety. That was that was a ridiculous catch. That was an amazing touchdown. He's uh, it's it's definitely something, and I'm and I'm I'm seeing reports now about Drew Locke. Uh, he's a 50-50 to play next week. Why rush it? I mean, let's let's be serious, Broncos. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> You're not doing anything, Denver. Save your future, and I'm using air quotes for everybody that cannot see me, which is all of you. Uh, your future quarterback, I guess. We don't. We still don't know. The thing is, Vic <laughs> is coaching for his job, as are probably is most of the coaching staff, and John Elway, one of the worst GM, best player combo type packages. He He's up it. there with up there with Michael Jordan, being as as bad at it in his you know respective sport. So I, honestly, there I think anything's on the table with the Broncos because they're going to try and win as many games as possible just so they can keep their jobs. Because I don't know if I don't know if Vic's going to get another head coaching opportunity. To be honest with you, he's a great defensive minded coach. Not sure he's going to get another opportunity. So they may I'm, – I'm, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with right? you. I'm, I'm fearful that they're going to try and rush Drew Locke back, even though uh, Mark Rippin's nephew, right? even with three turnovers, three interceptions. He didn't look terrible. He's, Jets. No, he is I mean, he's Exactly. He's, he's a young guy that's only played here and there. So it's – give him a shot. At least see what he's got. Maybe create that competition with Drew Locke. Uh, but, and, and like you said with John Elway, I just wanted to point this out that it was, he was pretty much on like not behind the wheel when Peyton Manning was there. So don't let anyone fool you with that, that it was just a good job of signing him. And then Peyton kind of took over. Well, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. It's funny you mentioned that too, because big shout out to our cuz the third co-host of the fantasy fam Kile is that Adam Gase was the offensive coordinator when John Elway brought Peyton Manning over in Denver. And some argue that Adam Gase is still riding the coattails of that Peyton Manning season, as is John Elway, by bringing Peyton Manning over, even though Peyton Manning was probably calling his own plays. Oh, without a doubt. Right? So it's like, how much were you really calling Adam Gase? 
Yeah, what were you really doing? <laughs> Elway, what were you doing? I mean, like, he, he convinced him to come to Denver, but aside from that, what else has he done? Like, are you just really fooling everyone right now and you got a head coaching job that you're probably going to get fired from soon? But you got Caleb Balaj back, though, you know? He, he got a couple touches. Who didn't look awful, but no, he's not. Yeah, come on. Caleb Balaj. That was funny. Next. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, injuries happen all the time. We keep saying that this year. We've been talking about it. This is like, this is unbelievable in a bad way of what we're seeing this year. Football is a very high contact. All you're doing is you're nonstop 100% like when you're out there. Injuries do happen. Um, we'll start off with a pretty severe one that nobody saw coming uh, in Alan Lazard. For the Packers, so if he was on your waiver and you spent a lot of money on him on your fab, that is that's like that's the fantasy gods just ugh, just kicking you right in the right in the family jewels. What, did, did you get did you get Lazard in any? Were you a part of that? I actually didn't get him in any. I don't know if I told you that story, which is and you were referring to me specifically, brother, because that that happened to me. I, I need oh, I Lord. needed a wide receiver. <laughs> And I was like, oh, wow, Aaron Rodgers, he's calling his own plays now. He's doing his own thing out there. He's throwing a Lazard. He's, you know, wiping his face, he's building some rapport. There's confidence there. And, and he looked ridiculous. Finally, the hype, his performance matched the hype. And then yesterday, somebody texted me out of nowhere, my, my, my buddy, the agitator, and he was mentioned something about, about Lazard. And I was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like building storage shelves. You know, that's what I do on my, on my Thursday nights now before I go to bed early. I'm building a storage shelf to put some seltzer on. And I hear this news, and it's absolutely devastating for, for the Packers offense, for Rodgers, mostly for Lazard, though, because he finally had his breakout game. And now he's out. I mean, a core muscle injury, that, that could be – they're saying it could be six to eight weeks, but it also could be the entire season. So it's like a roster spot. you got to get rid of him. Unless you can put him on your you IR. Have an IR spot. Exactly. You have an IR I would definitely spot. keep him. He is definitely a top priority with all the injuries. Un, unreal. It, it's And I hate when they use the word indefinitely. Like, can it can it be more open-ended? What does that mean exactly? Well, I, don't, I don't understand that. I really don't. It makes no sense to me. And if you, is if it, you is understand. Is that ambiguous? Right? Is that ambiguous? Just, hey, yeah, you know, he's, he might be out. That's like an, it's like an, I love you, man. And Kai would love this reference. It's like, I will see you later or I'll see you on another time. Like <laughs> that's like Alan Lazard's injury right now. Like when is he coming back? Uh, it's like the me, end of a Christopher Nolan movie. You honestly, it can go either way. He might be back in, th- in three weeks or he's out for the entire season. The top is the top spinning still. We don't know. It's up to you. You know, interpret the time. It. We don't know. <laughs> uh, MVS. I saw MVS picked up in a bunch of leagues. I, the only reason I would pick him up is one, if I'm completely riddled with injuries of wide receivers, there's a lot of wide receivers. There's so many of them and there's going to keep being more of them. But would you start MVS this week? Purely bait. Like that's a question. There, there you go. That's my question. Would you start MVS this week? Well, speaking of riddled and I'm going to digress immediately here because my sleeper supporting actor nod goes to Paul Dano playing the Riddler in the new the Batman movie the Batman that's right because it looks fantastic that halted production though right because somebody had COVID I think Cedric Diggory himself did actually Mm -hmm. the the Batman but love it looks like some Zodiac type thing I'm very excited for it he made two great planet movies like I said though back back to football I honestly and I took some notes on this too I was trying to look some stuff up I think it's it's a wait and see situation for me, honestly, because I think it took him 
enough time to build that rapport with Lazard. Now he's out. We don't know if Devonta Adams has been out. He's been throwing to like Tanyan, his tight end. Jace Sternberger finally showed up, had a couple key catches toward the end of the game. MVS, he's, he had all the hype last year coming into the season, did nothing with it. He's definitely going to get another opportunity now because they do not have a lot of wide receivers. So, can, you, I mean, can you name another wide receiver? receivers they have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Who, who else do they even have? Maybe Emmanuel St. Brown is probably one you were thinking of, but he's out for the season. Yeah, and, and, so and is that him, right? So uh, is, that, is that how you pronounce Yeah, yeah. Equinemius St. Brown. Yes. If, I'm, if I'm butchering that, I'm very sorry. I apologize. Uh, but St. E Brown. Dot St. Brown. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he's out. So Malik Taylor, who is a rookie from Ferris State, uh, and they also have Darius Shepard, who's from North Dakota State, in his second season. So, honestly, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I think Jay Sternberger could be a decent play this week. And this is going to even sound even crazier. If you are desperate for a tight end, Merced why, why should Mercedes Lewis even be? Because he was, he was getting some action last game. This is – I mean, this is like if you are really, really hurting for players and there is absolutely no – if this is a 16-team league – 10-player ten ten bench, you know, like, then, yeah, maybe maybe you'll need to start him. Well, if you had Johnny Smith and Eric Ebron, see you later. Go pick up one of these guys. Tanyan, Sternberger, Mercedes Tanyan. Lewis, maybe gets you a touchdown in the red zone. Who knows? Tanyan, uh, and that was that, that's a good we'll, – we'll go right into some good news for all of you George Kittle owners out there. George Kittle is a full go. He is going to destroy whoever he plays because he wants to be on the field. Must start him. He is uh, – Debo is also going to be playing as well. They're going to slowly ease him in is what I'm seeing, right? Isn't that is, – I believe that's what you uh, you said as well, brother. Yeah, big shout-out to uh, Mr. Sheps as well if he's if he's listening. His right, his podcast is toilets – the, Toilets the Titles. Check him out. Toilets the Titles podcast. Be fantastic because we were hanging out with him during one of our drafts and he mentioned that he was fearful of George Kittle getting injured because he plays so hard. And it's crazy that he actually did get hurt. But because of this, it was like a freak knee injury. There was a ball that was thrown too high and just how he got hit and how he landed. But he does go completely all out every single play. He, it's, it's incredible. And I think Debo will be eased in. I'm shading Debo this week. I think the Eagles, they actually have a decent defense statistically against the run and the pass. Carson Wentz has the worst QBR in the league. A bunch of turnovers have put them in absolutely terrible field position so their bottom five teams against scoring defense bottom five scoring defense in the league so teams have actually put up points against them i think they're going to put a lot more pressure on mullins this week much more than my new york giants did last week unfortunately uh debo no george kittle if he laces the cleats up he is in your fantasy lineup 150 percent well, I'm just looking through this list, actually, just on, on Roto. Uh, and Adam Humphreys is actually on the COVID list. So they added him onto the COVID list. Now I guess they're starting to release the names. Is that – I think I it's guess, up to you because the league can't do it unless – Oh, that's know, right. That's right. So it's your own personal, I believe, you if anything. Yeah. Because you could either be exposed to it, I think, or if you've – if you have it. So Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So uh, just another bit of um, very big, important news for the Chicago Bears. They signed Lamar Miller, whip to do <laughs> to the practice squad. So let's, let's all jump for joy with that one. I can't wait to see his uh, trending going all the way up because people are totally going to pick him up. 
Uh, Tariq Cohen out for the year. Cordero is not a true running back. Maybe. Ryan Nall. Artavius Pierce, I believe. Artavius Pierce. They re-signed who they had on the practice squad earlier, who got cut, brought back. Lamar Mill, I mean – Wait, wait and see. Like I said, I don't want to like keep repeating the same thing, but it's kind of a God, that's literally just Nick wait. Foles though. Couldn't be more excited that Nick Foles is finally the starter. Alan, Alan Robinson. Robinson. Oh. I am trying to get him in every single league right now. Thankfully, I've drafted him in a few, but I'm very excited for him moving forward. I think his window is probably already closed to uh, try and trade for him at this point. If he doesn't, if if DeAndre does not play this week, or Devonte, or Calvin, actually which all three are questions. We'll get to them in a little bit, but Allen Robinson's my number four wide receiver this week. He was my number two last week and he did not disappoint. Nick Foles, man. And you didn't even know that he was going to be playing, which I no. think is better for his prospects moving forward. That's just Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham. Maybe he's giving life back yes. to Jimmy Graham. You could do a lot worse at tight end. Let's just put it that way. Bunch you, could of be starting Kyle, you could be starting Kyle Rudolph yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> or Irv Smith. All you, all you lovers out there of him. We, we digress now. We'll talk about some players that are unfortunately already ruled out, which it's, it stinks, but this is actually what, as a fantasy owner, this is what you prefer. I don't, I don't want to be strung along until Sunday morning where I'm waking up and I'm checking my 13 teams and going, wait, well, I, I don't know if he's playing. And then, and then if I don't see the update, then it's so I'd rather them get ruled out now. So thank you, NFL players and coaches, for ruling them out early. Agreed. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, both out. Scotty Miller may not play as well. So that means Mike Evans, Justin Watson are going to be the wide receivers for Tampa. How do you feel about, how do you feel about Gronk this week? He got seven targets, I believe, last week, and he had six catches for 40-something yards or 50-something yards, so he got 10 fantasy points. He doesn't look the same out there. No. And, I, and I think that – I mean, he, he doesn't pass the eye test anymore. I don't – and he, he's definitely been blocking a lot more, and I think the fact that Bruce Arians had to come out and say that we signed him to block. It was and weird. Then, Who says then that? Then he got the seven targets last week, like you said. I think it was almost like a like try-and-make-it-right situation. Like, don't start him in fantasy this week. I'm definitely not. <laughs> I'm not buying into the to the Gronk is back or Bron- Gronk's going to get stronger as the season goes on hype. I think Mike Evans, he he almost has to get more involved, right? He's only getting, like, red zone targets, it feels. What did he have? Two catches for two, two catches yards and two for, touchdowns? That is correct. That is, that is 100% correct. That that's is 200% correct. <laughs> in a PPR, that's that's decent numbers, I guess, if, if he's your wide receiver. I don't know, 14 points. I mean, it's really One, not doing maybe. it. maybe. It's, yeah. it's not doing it for you, but he, he's going to have to get more involved. And I think Watson is a sleeper because if he's going to be playing that slot role that Scotty Miller or Godwin play, we, if you know Tom Brady, you know he loves he loves that slot receiver. So, And I don't even I, – I really don't think – like is O.J. Howard, you know, are they going to try to get O.J. Howard more involved? Cameron Brait is still a serviceable body on the, on the bench. Why is he not – I don't, I don't understand it. That's the question. He has to get involved at some point too, right? And they're he playing. Great they're, hands. they're playing the Chargers, who actually do have a decent secondary as well. Very good. Too. Very good. Uh, Leonard Fournette being out, I think, also impacts a little bit because now there's Rojo and Lenny, where they were kind of like giving them both the ball. Yes, Rojo took a, a back seat, but now it's only Rojo because they don't. I mean, Lashawn McCoy, he's he's nothing. So it's like, are they going to try to run the ball? I'm I'm very interested to see what happens with this offense. Chargers have a good defense, honestly. I did not 
I couldn't believe that they lost to the Panthers last week. I don't want to talk about it. That that hook and ladder. Oh, Eckler, Eckler oh could have walked God. into the end zone. I, I can't even let's, – let's move on immediately. But the Chargers' defense, even after losing Melvin Ingram, they still have Joey Bosa. They have a formidable front Irwin seven. James secondary is, don't have either. The secondary is ridiculous. Like, I, I think this is going to be a lot closer game than people than people are saying. So, the, the Bucks are going to have to – Tampa's got a good run defense too. They, and they their secondary is surprisingly not awful either. Keep throwing to Eckler. No, Antoine Winfield – He's phenomenal. Oh, he's playing, he's playing phenomenal. incredible. Just keep throwing to Eckler. Keep throwing to Eckler and throwing to Keenan Allen, please. Thank you, Justin Herbert. Uh, we'll continue on to this uh, injury train with some 49ers. Jimmy G out. That's kind of important, but Nick Mullins still likes to sling it. He still likes to throw the ball. It's actually not – I actually don't even – I think Nick Mullins is pretty much the same quarterback as Jimmy G. <laughs> like he may not win games or anything but like yes we're not going to count the last week because the giants are whatever but i just think that they're very similar but jimmy g doesn't turn it on why he's the starter but uh raheem mostert is also out as well for all of you jarek mckinnon and jeff wilson jr called jeff wilson jr last week started him in so many leagues absolutely yeah. absolutely love him where's the spoon uh-huh. he he could be a start of the week this week too because jarek mckinnon his injury history is starting to creep up on him. So he is a little banged up. He will play this week, but don't be scared to start Jeff Wilson because by the end of the first quarter, you can see Jarek McKinnon on the sideline and it's the Jeff Wilson show. They do have Jermichael Hasty as well, but Jeff Wilson is that guy and he's been on the team and he knows, he knows the backfield and he's going to score if they're, if they're in the red zone. <laughs> and somebody that emerged last week, Brandon Ayuk, I think Debo's, there's, they say that he's playing. He's probably going to be eased back into it, like like we already discussed. George Kittle will probably get a ton of targets, but I think the Eagles, and I don't, I, I hate to admit this, but I think they're going to have like a get it right game. Like they're not, I don't think they're as bad as a team as they've been playing. I think they're fairly well coached, which I also hate to admit. Doug Peterson, good coach. Carson Wentz has played atrocious, probably the worst couple games he's ever strung together in his entire NFL career, honestly. His entire career, probably. <laughs> Bunch of backups. I don't, if, the, if they can't get it right this week, then it's going to be an incredibly long season, so I think they I think they play much better, which means the 49ers will have to pass, and I think Mullins will try to find Ayuk. And Doug Peterson could be fired after this year, too. He's on the hot seat. I think he's definitely on the hot seat. He's just, it's just, they're struggling this year. They're struggling. They really are. Yeah. They've been decent, but like, I think that I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a weird situation over there with all the injuries and still bring it back to Sean Jackson. And like, these guys are old. Come on, move on. He's done. Move on. Move on. Like Alshon Jeffrey, like, come on, move on. Uh, Which is why they draft these other wide receivers who can stay healthy too. Um, Brian Edwards is officially ruled out. Right. I believe. Uh, So that is, I guess a decent blow for the Raiders. Not really, because it runs through Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. Uh, we're not going to talk about the other wide receiver because he's on our questionable list, but he's not looking good either. Um, Steve Sims is out, and I'm only mentioning him because of the next guy that we're going to mention when we get to our questionables, of Terry McLaren. As my boy Bogart would say, the Scottish lad. He calls him the Scottish lad. Terry uh-huh. McLaren. <laughs> It is a great name. Uh, it's a strong, it's a strong surname. It is, right? I like it. Um, and Jared Cook and Michael Thomas are – well, Michael Thomas, we kind of knew he was going to be ruled out. But Jared Cook kind of came as a surprise. 
So that's pretty big news because I guarantee you, if you drafted Jared Cook, he was he's been your starting tight end, and you probably don't have a backup. So maybe look at a Robert Todd if he's out there. I think I have Jared Cook in one league. We have him in the pro am, but I think I sat him already because we have Julio, who we're actually transitioning right into right now of our questionable players. We'll start off with Julio down by the Julio yard by the Julio yard who Monday night, why does the game have to be on Monday night? It's very unfortunate uh, that I really wish we could predict the future and see what's going to happen. If he's going to play Devontae Adams too. Can you imagine if you are a fantasy owner and you have Devontae, do you have Devontae Adams and Julio in a world of dynasty, let's say, or you traded for one of them and you're going into Monday night and these guys are both questionable and you have no one else though. Like you don't even like, there's nobody else unless you are just picking up this Malik Taylor or Darius Shepard from the, from the Packers just to throw them in there. Oh, that, that scares me honestly, because the hamstring on a wide receiver too, it huge, he can easily aggravate it pregame warmup early in the game. They're saying that he was close to playing this past game, but they didn't want to rush him. So he can be ready for this big Monday night showdown, which they're definitely going to be chasing points. 100% will be chasing points. Even if the Packers are playing every wide receiver that we've never heard of. Matty Ice is no longer Matty Ice, but he's going to throw the ball probably 50 times. And there's somebody that I do like a lot that nobody's talking about that I will mention in our next segment, brother, who's on the Falcons. Oh, very nice, very nice. Uh, And also transition, which I am reading that Julio did have a limited practice today, which is fantastic. And we know Julio, we know Julio has sat out full weeks before and played at a top level that Sunday. So, I, I'm I'm very optimistic. I'm very glass half full about this situation with him. Uh, some of the other names we'll mention, not so much, but uh, such as his counterpart on the other side of the field, or if he's next to him in the slot of Calvin Ridley, who is kind of trending downward. He's got his ankle calf issue right now, and he was limited today on Friday. So that is also another game time decision. Now, that, that one is kind of coming as a surprise again. Most of, most of these injuries are, are going to be surprises. Calvin, Calvin Ridley out. I mean, you have to start Julio. Julio has to play. Russell Gage, is he, is he still playing, right? He's still playing. I think he's still going through concussion protocol, but if he plays, he's, he's an incredible sleeper. He's... Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst is actually one who could benefit the most out of all of these injuries. It sounds awful, but if, if Calvin's not on the field and Julio's out there, Yes, you're going to double-team Julio, and you're going to make Matt Ryan throw to someone else. You almost need like a Hurst or like a Gage on your bench uh-huh. in case that happens, especially if you have somebody in the Packers as well. Like you, you need that player to put in, so prepare for that game. You might, you might have to dump somebody before the game's on Sunday just so you don't lose that roster spot by having them play earlier in the day or, or on Sunday. So, so we, we also mentioned Devonta Adams. He was limited today. I think he's also trending in the right way as well, right? Is that what you're seeing as well? Uh, with, same as Julio. I think that they were kind of both just – they're literally taking it very easy with both of them and then just limited practice today, walkthroughs tomorrow, Sunday, just, you know, get ready for Monday night because Monday night could be a shootout. I'm excited for Monday. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, though, if they, if they held Adams out because they have the high-scoring offense in the league. They're – they're dominating teams, right? Is he now. throwing to? And, and they have Aaron Jones, to? they have Jamal Williams, they have A.J. <laughs> Dillon. They have a good offensive line. They can, they can run the ball. The Falcons are absolutely atrocious, man. I, Tyler I mean, Irvin, you mean, not A.J. Dillon. We can have an entire question. We can have an entire 
episode episode <laughs> talking about how Dan Quinn still has a job after the Patriot Super Bowl, and yet they've had multiple meltdowns already every yeah, the, year. Every Devontae's year, we, we can't even get into it. It's insane. Devontae will play. Um, it's looking like that. At least from what I'm reading, I'm not guaranteeing you this. I'm not a doctor. I don't look at these guys. I don't know. But he practiced yesterday. He practiced today. It looks like he's he's going to be a full go, which is fantastic for for Aaron after this Lazard news. So yes, so that's great. Um, another player that I guess the up to, uh, the news came out earlier today, uh, Cam Akers is out, which means that it's going to be the Darrell Henderson, uh, who we met at SportsCon actually last year, got his autograph. Really didn't say much. Actually, he didn't say one word. He just kind of looked at me and just signed it, and then that was it. But anyway. Uh, he's doing pretty good right now. This is awesome. We're, we're excited to see his abilities because he was supposed to be the guy, well, one of the guys, to, <laughs> to take over Todd Gurley, which it's looking like right now. It's a shame for Malcolm Brown unless Malcolm Brown literally only has those werewolf full moon games once, once every like six months. So uh, Cam Akers is out. Uh, we'll, Wilf, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think that Malcolm Brown may actually get 50 rushing yards and a touchdown this week because the New York Giants, their defense is pretty Swiss cheesy and they may be up big the Rams and have to run the ball a lot in the second half, which would put a Malcolm Brown on the radar for getting anywhere between 10 and 15 carries in the second half. So I could see that being a sleeper. It could. It could. I just, I, 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 I like Daryl a lot. It's crazy. It really is. Like I have, I have Todd Gurley and, and we have Todd Gurley and, and Daryl as our running backs in one in our sports con, but we also have like Aaron Jones and we, we got a pretty good team. Uh, Will Fuller, surprise, surprise. The guy has so much talent. Um, but next his hamstring, he had limited sessions. How does that affect the Texans? Maybe Brandon cooks, you're going to start. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb's actually a sneaky, a sneaky little flex play. I think he's earning the trust. He's yep. definitely, he's definitely a flex play. He's and he's always been. He's, a if he's healthy, I mean, he's not as quick as he used to be when he first played for Green Bay with with Iran. But so Randall Cobb could be somebody to potentially help you with that. Uh, this one, this one's a gut check uh, for the Browns. Both of these guys actually, OBJ and Kareem Hunt. Uh, Kareem Hunt has not practiced. I think he practiced maybe early in the week, but that's it. He's missed the past few days. He may not play this week. He's It's not looking good for Kareem Hunt. I don't think it matters, honestly. I don't think they need him. The Cowboys' well, rush defense for is a team, yes. one of the worst <laughs> in the league. They can give the ball to Nick Chubb 30 times. Oh, and they're going and to. I don't think Odell playing matters much either because I think if he's going to have – I don't even know what to say about Odell. They're, they're going to try and run the ball every single play moving forward if they can. A couple play action passes, but they also I like Kareem Hunt moving forward if he's there, but I don't like Odell. I don't like Jarvis Landry. I don't like Baker Mayfield. I don't like the passing offense of the Cleveland Browns at all. They beefed up the offensive line. I mean, Baker hasn't shown me anything in Chubb. his time in the NFL that he can handle passing the ball, honestly. Yeah. Chubb could get 175 yards and three touchdowns in this game. Easily against my Cowboys, I can totally say that. And I don't, I don't have any of Nick Chubb, so I'm, I wouldn't be that excited as <laughs> watching him run all over my Cowboys. Uh, He's going to. They did, they did promote Dontrell Hilliard. Hilliard, yeah, right, I believe, uh, from the practice squad. So 
that's not really looking good. Um, or, or he could trend up Kareem and they were just getting him on the field with the starters, Hilliard, at least just in case he needs to fill in because he could be, I mean, he was, he was decent. He, he, I'm not saying start him, but so um, Mike Williams for the charges, the go charges go pretty big. That, that big target is out for him, but Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler are the two guys benefiting from Justin Herbert. And I've been saying it since the beginning of the season, Justin Herbert, why like th- this guy is the future for the chargers. He, he's a rookie. He's going to learn. He has Keenan Allen, who's still not that old, but not that young. Austin Eckler's young running back. Like this is, so who, who's a guy? I mean, did you watch this guy Guyton? Take over when Mike Williams was out last week. Is that how you say his, is that how you say his name? Guy Guy Ton. Incredibly deep sleeper. Honestly, he threw the ball thirty four times to Keenan Allen and and Austin Eckler, uh, <laughs> give or take a few last week. So I think he's just going to force the football to both of them again. Hopefully, Hunter so Henry too gets his targets. Hunter Henry's the only yep. other only other player on the offense that I would that I would start. I think Josh Kelly had a couple good games. They were they were favoring game script for him last week, but they didn't have the lead and they weren't running the ball. So I think they're going to be, it's actually going to be a good game. Like I was saying against the bucks and Herbert's going to be throwing it around the field. And I don't think Guyton's anybody keep an eye on him, but he's not something, somebody you put in your lineup this week. I don't think. Really? Uh, again, you'd have to be really, really, really hurting in order to throw that guy in. Uh, Devin Singletary looked really good last week for the bills. He looked elusive. He looks, he looks like, and I, I said it the other, I think I said it the other day. I don't know who I was talking to. He looks like a, a version of Kamara, but not as good. Like, I think he, he has, like, that, that style of play. But he's – I mean, he's not on the level. Like, at not yet, maybe? I don't know. I just – I still don't know how I feel about Singletary. But Zach Moss is going to play this week, I believe. I think he's trending up. So that's going to definitely take away some of the touches from Devin Singletary. Do you start? I know I'm seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter. A lot of people are asking. J.K. Dobbins or Zach Moss this week? Who do you start? I think it's too it's too much of an up-in-the-air situation in Baltimore. I think that the Raiders have an atrocious rush defense, and if Zach Moss plays, what they've shown in the first two games is that they're going to try and 60-40 split, Singletary, Zach Moss. They may be playing with a lead in the second half, like I said earlier in the typical like Malcolm Brown situation or even Hilliard on the on – the, well, I don't know. That's actually a different game, the Browns and, Browns and Cowboys, but – I think Zach Moss should get between 10 and 15 carries if he's playing. I completely agree with you when you were talking about Devin Singletary. He is ridiculous. He is smooth. He is elusive. He only got 17 touches last week. He looks so He needs good. to get the ball more. I don't get it. He needs to get it. the ball more. Give him the ball. It really, it really, really makes no sense. It just, I don't. Chris Carson, this is actually pretty big because uh, my stupid Cowboys, that stupid lineman who probably, I, I he should have been suspended like that. It was literally there was literally pointless to do that. There was no point in doing that. You heard a player. Luckily, it was nothing big. Um, he is going to be a definite game time decision, I believe. That is the last report I oh, read about Chris Carson. I'm with he, you now. I got you. He is the yeah, yeah. I mentioned him in the beginning, <laughs> but uh, Chris Carson, game time decision. Are you looking at any other running backs in that backfield? With that, non, with that non-running offense or that, that run-heavy offense that they talk about so much in Seattle? They're talking about Homer, DJ Dallas. I don't know. You, like you tell me, brother. Travis I'm staying Homer. away. Travis Homer. That's who I picked up in a, in a couple leagues because 
sometimes you got to plan ahead. And we talk about this all the time of looking at guys that, okay, this guy's injured. He's injury riddled like a Jeff Wilson Jr. If you have Jeff Wilson Jr. plan on hanging on to him for quite some time because of Jarek McKinnon's injury history. Again, we don't like injuries. We don't predict them. We don't want them to happen, but sometimes history repeats itself. It is what it is. <laughs> so Chris Carson, game time decision. So definitely keep your, keep your finger ready. Keep your thumbs ready. Think whatever, whatever, you, whatever you got to change your lineups. Terry McLaurin. That's the big one. That, that was a pretty big one. That's kind of coming as a shock because Steve Sims is out for the Washington football team. Now, Terry McLaurin, if he does not play, like it's, he, he might, it, I'm, I'm looking at a name of Dontrell Inman, who has been all over the NFL, it seems like, and has been getting targets from Dwayne Haskins. If I'm desperate at wide receiver or a flex and Dontrell Inman is out there, I understand they're playing the Ravens, who do have a pretty good secondary defense. It was – they're playing Dwayne Haskins. They're not playing, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Like, this is – it's different, you know. This is, <laughs> but – Dontrell Inman, I think, is, is an interesting name to look at this week as far as a sleeper goes. Haskins, I think, is, is two starts away from being benched for Alex Smith. It's rough, man. If you watch him, it's, it's true. They say that he's been locking on the receiver, and he's, he's been locking onto his Ugh. receiver. He's, he's not making good decisions. He's not going through his reads. And I mean, I'm no quarterback guru, but he's just like very – statuesque back there he he doesn't look good I mean he played at Ohio State so I'm not saying that I'm rooting against the guy because I don't do that but I don't know let's see what you got bro Logan Thomas Logan Thomas is someone that I actually just picked up just to give you an example I had Dallas Goddard on my IR and I have Johnny Smith so what did I do I didn't cry <laughs> I moved uh who do I have I moved someone that's out I forget who to my IR spot picked up Logan Thomas and I'm gonna start Logan Thomas this week He's been getting a lot of targets, man. And yeah. he's somebody there if, if Sims isn't playing because there was no there was no one else. I mean, I you're you are scraping the bottom of the barrel. It's exactly what you're doing. Uh this another pretty big injury that came as another huge shock, and I do not like saying this with DeAndre Hopkins. What what is like can it can it get any worse? I mean, yes, it could. They could cancel the season. <laughs> They're not going to have enough players. Like nobody's going to stay healthy. They're not going to, they're going to start recruiting from the NBA or like LeBron is going to get out there and suit up for, <laughs> for the chargers. <laughs> Dude, this would, this would be absolutely devastating. Uh, I mean, I know Andy Isabella had four catches for 47 yards and two TDs last week. He only had four targets. I think he's somebody to keep your eye on. Christian Kirk may still, not play exactly, again. Yeah. Larry hasn't really even been a part of the offense. So I mean, it could be could be Kay Johnson. It could be Isabella. I think it's a get right game for 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 Drake personally. I think it, yes, a Kenyon Drake type game. Uh, DeAndre, this is he didn't practice today. It's very rare that we see him injured, right? I don't think he misses that much time. Like he's not he's not Two, a Julio. Games ever. Yeah, he's not a Julio where Julio sits out the whole week and you're sweating bullets until Sunday morning, and then it's like, oh, there was no question that he wasn't going to play. Like this is so. This is new territory for DeAndre owners. So I, I I have no idea. I don't know if he's if he's. I mean, he's still a sprightly young man. I I can see him. I can see him playing, but I wouldn't be surprised if they said, you know what, we're just gonna we're just gonna bench him because they did just pay a pretty penny uh, for him. 
I hope he plays, but I also hope he plays for the rest of the season too. So I don't have him on any teams. I'm very upset about it, but I just I love watching him play. Like he's just he's so much fun to watch. Um, that pretty much sums up our questionable players. Now we did mention some names throughout the episode of players to pick up or look at because waivers are over. Yes, that is true. But a lot more players today. Did you think that Jared Cook would be out? Maybe not, you know, and I, I mentioned I was playing some Call of Duty before with one of my buddies, Gold, Goldstein, and I was like, oh, dude, uh, Jared Cook's out, and this guy's, and he was just like, holy crap, like, some people, they just don't pay attention that much, and that's where you capitalize. That's where you pick up your players. So Henry Ruggs may not play this week. Hunter Renfro, a name to be, you just picked him up. You literally just picked him up. What is this, Friday? Two days before Sunday, and he was still available in that one league. And I got lucky because I was waiting for Cam Akers to be ruled out so I could put him on my IR so I can add another player because I didn't want to drop somebody. But, dude, Hunter Renfro led the team with nine targets. I think Jacobs and Waller each only had four targets. Like I said earlier, the Raiders are going to be chasing points if I didn't say this about the Raiders. Now I'm saying it because they're going to be chasing points against the Bills. And Hunter Renfro, love him this week. Absolutely love him. Another receiver – in a similar mold, Cole Beasley. Nobody is talking about Cole Beasley, dude. The third highest scoring offense of the league for the three and O division leading third Buffalo. Third highest? Brother. It, Josh Allen does have 25 touchdowns already. I couldn't believe that he was out there. Six catches last week, seven targets, team high, 100 yards. So far this season, he's second on the team in targets, yards, and receptions, all behind superstar Stefan Diggs. Deep sleeper, Gabriel Davis, someone to keep an eye on, came in late after John Brown got hurt. Four catches, I believe, for about 80 yards. Uh, we don't know if John Brown's going to be playing yet, but I think that, ki- that guy's only a rookie. He might have practiced today. and He might not be on the injury report, but John Brown was still out there, and Gabriel was still like – Josh Allen is kind of spreading the ball a little bit. But I, Gabriel Davis – so to give you an example of exactly the two guys we just talked about, here's what I just did in one of my leagues. I had Juju as one of my wide receivers. Can't start him this week. So what did I, I – I saw Gabriel Davis out there, picked him up, and then I think, oh, it was like maybe an hour later or something, or some news came out that Henry Ruggs or Brian Edwards were both on the injury list, dropped Gabriel Davis, and I picked up Hunter Renfro, actually. <laughs> I can't believe Hunter Renfro is, is available, dude. I, I think, think this was Tuesday. This was like on Tuesday. so or No, no, oh, Wednesday. Nice. It might have been Wednesday, actually. So like right when, you know, like all of this was going on. And, uh, and the waiver's already passed because I didn't have to put in a waiver for him. He was just there. It's incredible. And one other deep sleeper that I really want to mention, I think yeah. I like this guy this week and moving forward. And, and I hate to say it because the Falcons, they will be chasing points. His name is Brian Hill. Last week he had nine <laughs> rushes for 58 yards. He scored a touchdown. He is the camp champ of the Atlanta Falcons nice. training camp this year. He was the star. He's fast. He's elusive. He hasn't really gotten a chance to shine yet what i hate to say is todd Gurley. he i mean he looks terrible he's he's washed bro he's a white t-shirt with the pit stains and the holes that you just got to chuck you keep on you keep wearing it you keep going to it but you mean every one of your undershirts time (laughs) to get rid of it get a new shirt find a new show bro it's over like Uh, i I, I feel bad he was fun he was fun to watch years ago but it's over i think brian hill is going to become the star in that backfield i'm calling it right now i like it i like it i like the i like the take and and they could definitely figure something out with todd Gurley too because he's still playing he's still healthy so 
why not still use him? But I like, I like Brian Hill. Uh, another guy to look at as well, uh, Travis Homer. I mentioned him. He is the third running back in Seattle. He takes advantage of his opportunities. He doesn't get the ball. He hasn't gotten the ball much because Chris Carson has absolutely been dominating, but he's a game time decision. Carlos Hyde is also a little banged up. And if you're uh, Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, yes, he's going to use Carlos Hyde, but I think he's going to also try to give this young kid, Travis Homer, an opportunity, see what he's got. So keep him on your radar. Just, you may not have to start, don't start him this week. If you, I mean, unless you really, really, really need to, but just a name to look out for. And another one that nobody, nobody is, is looking at. And I don't like the Eagles at all is Greg Ward. Greg Ward should have been picked up number one in everyone waiver. I'm, I'm flabbergasted that I got him in so many leagues that I did. He had 11 targets and eight catches last week for 72 yards and a touchdown. That's great. And they even gave him a carry. It was for minus six yards, but they at least had the confidence in him to let him run the ball. Alshon Jeffrey can't stay healthy. Deshaun Jackson can't stay healthy. Dallas Goddard's out. Zach Ertz. It's, it's bad. JJ Arcia, I don't even know if he's still on the team. Nobody even talks about him. He's probably on the practice squad. Who... <laughs> <laughs> Greg Ward. So here's what I'm doing. And this is, I'll give you an example just so if, if people can relate uh, to this and then we'll jump into one of our, uh, just one player that we really like this week, like really, really, really like, like a start, like you are going to start him this week, not like a Travis Homer, like you're going to put on the bench, but I have Greg Ward as my flex right now because he's playing Sunday night, but I also have Julio. So I'm kind of, I have Greg Ward in at the moment. And then as the day progresses, maybe I'll get some more news about Julio. So that's my situation. I mean, from a Sunday to a Monday, it's a lot better than Sunday during the day. (laughs) But those are the things you got to look at. You know, those are the things. That's how you have to prepare. You got to plan ahead. Well said. You know, so one player that you really like this week that boom, he could be, he could, he could be a must start, but solidify solidify your 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 stance for this guy well when you when you say one player and you know based on the the paraphrasing of our conversation before this conversation i i wrote down a few names (laughs) that i that that i'm favoring especially especially in dfs i think like i said it's a get it right week for Kenyon drake also joe mixon i think Based on playing the bottom two rush defenses in the league this week, James Robinson and Dalvin Cook absolutely dominate again. And, okay, the one player this week I think dominates because Marshawn Lattimore is out. He's going to be throwing to Kenny Galladay, Hotel Motel Galladay, and his name is the new Matty Ice, Matthew the Staff Stafford. He's good. He's a, he's a good – I think TJ Hawkinson actually is another – like, yeah, you're starting him, but I think he's, he, he's, he's trending up right now. I absolutely love it. But my start of the week, and I absolutely love him, but he screwed me last year, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's playing Seattle. I've never seen a secondary give up more than 400 yards per game. Yes, it is still early in the season. But they're giving up 439 yards through the air per game. 439. That is I, – I don't, I don't even – I have no comment. Like, that is – that's bad. Woof. That's it's atrocious. Fitz likes to throw the ball. Surprisingly, Seattle actually has a pretty decent run defense. They're not going to be able to run the ball. Miles Gaskin is not a bell cow. He's a good running back. He's a good flex spot because he gets, he gets receptions. He, they give him the ball from the backfield. But this, if you're a Big Ben or a Tannehill owner, or if you have both of them on your team, and Ryan Fitzpatrick's out there, Jamal Adams is also out for Seattle. Just a, 
just a heads up. Not that he's like the greatest cover safety, but he's just he's the best safety in the game. Fire up Ryan Fitzpatrick. And if and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. I'm sorry, but the the, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> Look at the defense. Look at the defense. It's it's awful. Cheers to that, brother. So we are the Fantasy Fam. Uh, you can find us at the Fantasy Fam on Twitter. We're on most major podcast platforms such as iTunes and Amazon Podcasts. And we do have our very own app, which is very exciting. We are in the Apple and Google App Stores at the moment. Uh, you can listen to our episodes right from the app. You can also see just our Twitter, cancel out the noise, um, and link your account. And then you'll be able to comment, retweet, and like from within the app. So you don't have to go back and forth between Twitter and our Fantasy Fam app. All you got to do is just go on iTunes or the Apple app or Google and search Fantasy Fam. And that if you do download it, we really appreciate any feedback. This is in a beta test right now. The Fantasy Fam, signing off.